Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. It's like we're pastors of a virtual church, though. Yeah. You don't even have to say the city anymore. Yeah, like it's like a virtual pastor for a virtual age. Yeah. It's, uh, I feel like we are now relevant. It feels like we're... We're relevant now. Is that what it is? Oh, because yeah, now yeah. we're cutting edge. Yeah. That's right. Now mm-hmm. we're talking about, in fact, you and I got to talk about that maybe tonight real briefly. Mm-hmm. We got to talk about doing uh, some live stuff for the church. Yeah, let's do it. So we'll do that later. Um, how's your family doing? They're doing well. They're doing good. Why They're... were you hiding in the basement all day? I was working. Really? Yeah, yeah. I you was working. working the whole time. The whole time. The whole time. time. Even when you were FaceTiming me. Hey, you know whispering. what? Whispering. Why were a... you, were you FaceTiming, whispering? I could see the drop ceiling tiles in your basement. Because I didn't want anyone to find me in that room. <laughs> <laughs> you get stuff done in there. Yeah, it's like a quiet place, right? Yeah. Like if you make any noise, the yeah. monsters come get you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got to protect yourself and it's not like... You don't Speaking have of Emily protecting yourself, to help you. now didn't you, yeah we don't have but mm. didn't you in your sermon this last Sunday? Yes. I, I want to go ahead and highlight this. Oh, okay. how, speaking of relevancy, mm-hmm. oh I know where you're going. Did you? This. I did. How many sermons mm-hmm. from this past Sunday? Anyone reference Ice Cube and his 1992 album with the song "Check Yourself"? Yeah, not not many people. Not mm. many people even knows where that comes from. But I do, and I thought. You and know what, what I loved is like you know Ice Cube. He's the one that came up with it. But you know what? Before him, Jesus said it best. Yeah, Jesus said it better. Come Jesus on, said it better. Mm-hmm. Check he yourself. He's right. Mm-hmm. You know, I was gonna, I was gonna like tease it out a little bit and be like, yeah, you know, yeah. Ice Cube and Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty similar. Pretty similar. <laughs> not not, not much, so much. Not much of a difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So yeah, if you guys want to listen to that, you can go to redeemerfellowship.org. How are you guys handling COVID? I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't know if Jen would say this. Mm. I think she would admit it. I don't think she would just volunteer it. I think she's liking the fact that we're all together. Really though? Yeah. Because she sent that message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, of you. Yeah. Of you. Laying, oh, yeah. yeah. You lounging. Yeah. Playing she sent the TikTok to or whatever, saying. This quarantine needs to end. Yeah, so I was my, I was laying on the couch using the dog as a pillow, mm-hmm. and I was uh, playing on the TikTok. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We yeah. both we we discussed it. Mm-hmm. You have an addiction. That's fine. You are obsessed. Well, I'm not obsessed. Um, you can check my my usage on my phone. You can see that mm. it's not uh, it's all in control, in yeah. balance. But it's all I am the slave of no one. I've been set free, brother. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Well, we'll mm-hmm. find out. We'll find out. You know. Uh, we're, we're recording today from a from a different place, a secret location, we'll call it. Yeah, you know, we can't let secret. anybody know. But um, but we're not alone. Mm-mm. And not just because, you know, we're two or more gathered. I mean, we're not alone <laughs> because we got... I mean, for the podcast, he's becoming infamous, really. Yeah. As a destroyer of relationships, <laughs> the usurper of affection. Like, I, I, I mean, you can talk about this guy in a lot of ways, but um, we're talking about... Fancy, handsome Greg. Oh, there he is. I feel, like, I feel like that was a Game of Thrones introduction right there. Usurper of friendships. Yeah, that that's, uh, you know, you're, you're definitely in there because here's mm. the thing. Oh, is that why I feel the tension coming from he, this he, side? Here's the thing. It's, it's not tension. <laughs> yeah. It's heat, man. Okay. Wait, um, whoa, uh, what? I'm just going to tell you. I'm just going to tell you. Um, I the, think I know why Jen wants you out of the, the house. Problem, <laughs> the problem with Greg, okay, is that, okay, he's a lawyer, right? So like, mm-hmm. that could be considered a strike. <laughs> yeah, but just for some people. My okay. family thinks so as okay, well. Okay, yeah. so there you go. But um, 
And he's 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 horning in on my on my fofo. What are you talking about? He's not horning in. Yes, he is. He no. is completely all up in your business. No, and I'm no. not invited you to anything. Still, you guys are you, axe no. throwing and you going out for like progressive throwing. dinners and all kinds of stuff. Well, first of all, we, we have not, not we have done axe throwing. We have okay, not done that's on the agenda. Okay, see, yeah, that's what I that's what I thought. But then also. Mm. You're just really handsome, and I, I, I feel very, uh, you know, I feel a little threatened, mm. you know? He's got the hair. He's got the hair. Yeah, yeah, he has hair. I, I don't have the Andrew hair, but I've got the hair. Yeah, that's Oh, yeah, Andrew's Greg, here as well. Andrew. Andrew has the hair of an 80s supermodel woman. Or sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> I call him sunshine. Okay, so Greg, all kidding aside, mm-hmm. um, Greg is uh, is a lawyer. He is a member of Redeemer. He is a friend of ours. Obviously, a better He's friend a, of Jimmy. Yeah, yep, regular tender of Redeemer. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Not yeah. yet a member. No, no. I, I want to make sure I make that very clear. Yeah. Thank you. But yep. he's see, on the see, here's path. The thing. See, here's why. Here's why you and I mm-hmm. are we are covenanted together. Right. See, that's that's a stronger bond. Yeah. Until he, no, 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 no. He won't even covenant to the church. What, what? Why would I ever think he would ever commit to me? Well, I, I think he, but once he, once he does become a no, 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 yeah, no. Okay. We'll, I think we'll I, that I see my first no vote. <laughs> <laughs> we have had a couple no votes before. Um, but there's Steve McCoy. That's Travel yelling, no, 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 not Steve. Okay, Greg, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your family and then um, what got you into law? Sure. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am uh, married to my high school sweetheart, Allison, of 12 years. We got three beautiful kids. We live out in the Geneva area, and uh, we're just enjoying life. I've been practicing for, I think it's seven years now. Now, um, how many uh, lawyers are in, at your firm? There's three attorneys at our firm. We're okay. a pretty small firm, but uh, we handle some pretty big stuff. Cool. So it's cool. pretty nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is there a particular area of law that you focus on? Yeah. So each lawyer kind of handles their own thing. I handle mainly uh, transactional work and some probate and elder law issues, but the oh, transactional is oh. kind of uh, more like real estate, yep, commercial, yep. and business rep. So nice. he's working. Yeah. He's working. Greg's it. smart. Just man. grinding. Now, why did you want to be a lawyer? Like, is, is that something like you? Like when you were a little kid, you're like, man, I can't wait to be a lawyer. I can't wait to everyone to hate me. Yeah. Well, I already knew that was going to happen when I was a kid. But uh, no, I wanted to be an FBI agent. That was my dream job or CIA. You could totally be an FBI agent. Yeah. You get the look. Thanks, man. Tell him. Tell, tell, tell him. Tell, yeah, he doesn't know about the Secret Service. Secret Service? Yeah, yeah. I was hired by the Secret Service back in the day. No See? Way. Oh, yeah. you didn't know I was that. Gonna I go, did. I was getting ready to ship out for training to Georgia, and we found out we were pregnant with Aiden. And uh, So? Yeah, I said, all right. <laughs> what does that have to do with on. anything? You'll be a secret agent. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's secret agent. <laughs> I was like, all right. He's got I'll family. Go he's got, he wants oh, to be there for his oh, wife. I guess secret agents can't have families? No. No, they can't. Okay. No, you can't. They actually were going to meet with uh, meet with my wife and sit her down and say, hey, look, when he gets to D.C., he's going to be working 100 hours, and the oh. divorce rate's like 80% <gasps> for first Years. Yeah, Greg, yeah. It was a secret agent, secret so, service. Secret I want to make sure. No, but, secret but I would become secret a secret agent. agent. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, that makes you the man. Like that, that you made See, that call. That's right. Yeah. To become family man. That's why I got a lot of respect for him. Yeah. yeah. So like when his wife says, "Hey, I want you to care for us and and to give up certain things for right. for what's best for the family," he does that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah whether so, it's cigars. I, I, I give whether, up everything. She's. Are you back? Are you back to your one a day? I would walk the wild for my wife. Okay. Are you? Are you? Are you? Are you back to one? Yeah. One, one a day. One at a time. All right. <laughs> so, Greg, we wanted... One at a time. <laughs> well, I want to be a glutton. So, hold on. Where, where'd you go? Yeah. So, you studied law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where'd you study law? Oh, the infamous University at Liberty University. Mm. School of Law. Mm, I actually loved that. my time mm. there. 
No, I'm sure you, I, everybody, it was a great time. everybody that I know loved their time there unless they were beat up by the administration. So, anyways, <laughs> that, um, happened, that happened though, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's it still fun. I know some great people who have come out of Liberty, like some really solid yeah, people. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that, uh, you know, just not here. No, I, even oh, here. Thanks. I'm going to oh, put Greg yeah. in that category. Oh, okay, okay, okay. He was going to be a secret agent. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, pretty, that's a big deal. <laughs> secret service. It's the same thing. All right. It's well, secret. It is the secret. secret. It is the well, same thing. Speaking of secrets, And aren't they Joe. agents? <laughs> so they, it's a secret agent. All right, that's all right. what I would say. So, Joe, speaking of secrets, because, mm-hmm. you know, secret secrets are no fun. Are no fun. Secret secrets killed someone. Oh, okay. I, oh, I, see, thank you, Greg. I Greg understood it. That's why. We're going to be talking about non-disclosure agreements. Oh, that's a good transition. Yeah, yeah secrets. Secrets. Okay, yeah, I didn't see that coming. So yeah, <laughs> NDAs, we want to talk about NDAs. The reason we want to talk about NDAs is because they have been, especially in the last year or two, um, they've gotten a lot of attention among evangelicals because of their use in churches and in Christian ministries and organizations. So we wanted to start we wanted to have you on because we like you, your friend, and we knew it would be fun. But this is an easy one for us to bring you in on because yeah. you know this stuff. You've worked on NDAs, of course, with organizations yeah, and probably absolutely. even churches, right? A few churches, yeah. So why don't we start at the very beginning? What is an NDA and what are they generally used for? So great question. Non-disclosures are pretty much what they stand for, right? It's a contractual agreement between an entity or two parties to not disclose certain acts or actions of individuals. It's uh, mainly used in, for settlement purposes. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's some pretty famous non-disclosures out there in the news in the last couple of years. Like? Uh, Trump and Stormy. Oh, yeah. yeah that's yeah. a non-disclosure. Did you work on that one? I, no, I didn't. Know. <laughs> okay, gotcha. I would have stayed locked up if I had. Yeah. <laughs> no one would know about that one. So that's that's the general principle of it, is to settle a dispute between parties and... Hopefully everybody walks away happy. Now, in, in, in the reading that I've done, it looks like that originally NDAs emerged out of like the tech industry, mm-hmm. trade secrets. Like mm-hmm. you, they would hire somebody and say, you're going to have to sign this NDA so that you don't disclose our secrets. Yeah, our, like typically in my field, in your field. for my employees, yeah. uh, not only with my employees, but potential customers, we sign mutual NDAs. Uh, so that whatever they share, I'm not allowed to share mm-hmm. uh, or disclose to the public uh, or use to my benefit in the same way they can't do the same. Mm. But you're saying like now they're, they, they are, are they more often so used as settlement? That's for, documents? you said, and I believe you said you, NDAs in the church. So that's kind of what I was applying okay. for that. But uh, I believe from my understanding about NDAs, they came about when businesses were trying to acquire other businesses mm. and they were oh. going to look at the books and then say, oh, well, I can just wait for them to tank mm-hmm. or publish information and then buy them out later on for a cheaper price. So then you have to go in and sign okay. before you even you know, want to buy a company, you yeah, got to yeah. sign an NDA. Okay. So that's kind of my understanding. Well, I know like because and a lot of us are sort of preloaded here, right, with mm. talking about NDAs because we've seen churches. I mean, we have copies of the... Of of harvests NDAs from oh, Harvest Bible gosh. Chapel. I can't wait to discuss that one. I, I've <laughs> got my note. I've got my note for that. If you have it, what's I have it? That's a yeah. bad non-disclosure. Yeah, 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 I've, I've got, got it right, right here. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm looking at it right no. now. Um, <laughs> Is my name on? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so, but so a lot of us are preloaded to like we hate NDAs. NDAs are bad, but NDAs aren't bad in and of themselves. And even churches can have a legitimate use for an NDA. Maybe you could talk about a very clear legitimate use for a church to employ an NDA? Uh, absolutely. I think they do have a bad connotation right now, especially in the in the public sector. But a church, I was thinking about this earlier today, and 
one good use I think you could find for an NDA would be if you're trying to hire a new pastor, bringing somebody on, and you just have them sign an NDA so you could do a kind of a deeper dive and be have a more honest conversation with them about what's going on. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a great use of one, get right. a more, okay, more so honest conversation. I like that. So what you're talking about is a lot of times when people are going in uh, to interview, they're kind of putting their best foot forward, right? And there's that sense of not sharing completely uh, what's going on. And so, yeah, some people might feel more comfortable. Exactly. Why not yeah. learn about their past? Yeah, yeah. Some of their past might not be the greatest. So why sure. not have an honest conversation about it rather than learning about it on the job? And you're already, you're already, uh, pitching off your back foot there, right? Yeah. Now, um, like I, off your back foot. I know hmm. there's, uh, like some churches, like I, 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 there was one church that was mentioned in an article that I was, um, reading on this and we're going to link to some articles that'll help you guys think through some of these things, but and in there, there uh, any employee that works for the church has to sign a, a, a sort of a general NDA, and but that NDA is actually made public to anybody. It's in the church manual handbook. So they, they, they the employee just, handbook, yeah, yeah. So like if you're if you're if you're joining the church, you're going to sign this NDA, which simply says um, you will not disclose information about members um, that you learn while on the job sure. to other members or to other parties. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because like, regular attenders, right? Yes, yeah, that's right. Because they're very valuable too, as long as they give. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Now, um, and so I was thinking about like in terms of finances, right? Like, like I don't know what anybody gives. Jimmy doesn't know what anybody no. gives. Are are people that work in the the the, the what do you call it? the treasury? What, what do we what do we call that thing, Jimmy? The, treasury. We call the, it the tre- treasury. Well, no, it's, <laughs> it's not the treasury. I was being funny. <laughs> you're 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 backing it. Up. What, what do we call that? The finance team? Yeah, the finance team. Okay. Yeah, the treasurer. So yeah. the treasurer and the people that work there, they they might actually, they they do a good job of not paying attention to yeah. names and all that stuff. But um, so that would be a good thing for them. Not that we need. Hopefully, you wouldn't have to say this, but it's a good. It's that's not a bad policy to have, right? There's nothing wrong. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, I mean, like you're not going to disclose this information to anybody. No, I think that's wise. I mean, we've had interns in our office and uh, sign, have them sign NDAs just because you're going to hear confidential information that shouldn't be uh, known, generally known to the public. Mm-hmm. And why not keep uh, even more of a grasp on everybody? Yeah. You know, and they just might be they might, about it. Yeah, just be upfront. They might have the promise that they're not going to repeat information, but why not have that documentation as well? what yeah. I would expect a lawyer to say. That's exactly, yeah, he's well, yeah, yeah, covering yeah, his yeah. bases there, yeah. Absolutely, speaking, suspenders. <laughs> speaking of which, so we've been hearing about like the non-disclosure agreements, and but there's also a uh, little talk of non-disparagement clause. Can you go ahead and enlighten us? Uh, what is a non-disparagement clause? Yeah, a non-disparagement clause uh, generally associated with settlement agreements and uh, NDAs just generally states that you're not going to disparage the other party outside of uh outside in the to the general public you're not going to go on facebook and post slanderous comments or even discuss what transpired that caused an nda to be signed couldn't that be somewhat subjective like the non-disparagement clause Uh, absolutely it's 100 percent. but it's very prosecutable i've I've been reading on this like that's where most of the fights are caused right Mm. because you don't think you're disparaging somebody and an attorney comes in and interprets it one way and and if they can show any kind of damage or correct uh, yeah yeah And a lot of times NDAs have clauses in them that state the mere uh, mention of the NDA. A lot of oh, people yeah. don't even want the NDA to be known. Yeah, yeah, the Harvest one it. says that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they post it. 
Yeah, no, I'm no, they didn't post it. They didn't post it. Somebody shared it. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the mere, uh, yeah, the mere acknowledgement of the NDA mm-hmm. is a violation of it, and there's probably a liquidated damages clause in there for yep. twenty thousand dollars per occurrence or something. No, they don't have that, but it's more about uh, uh, being able to get fired, lose your, uh, sure. your severance package, things like that. Okay. So these things, I think this is true. I want to know what you would say, Greg. How can these documents be misused mm. by, in general, it, it, by an organization, or you can go straight to a church? But let, maybe let's just talk about in the world, because people can take a contract and manipulate somebody with it. Sure. Like we, we've seen it, like Weinstein. Yeah. Right? Okay, yeah. So there you go. Um, how can these documents be misused so well, that you're, 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 you're using them for selfish gain while oppressing another person. Can you think of any examples or ways in which that would make sense? Well, whenever you have a position of authority uh, to hold somebody subservient to you, you're going to have an abuse of power, right? So you've got a church or a high-powered organization going up against one person, you're already at a loss. So in that case, so I I actually like the idea of the church that Mm. you mentioned posting the NDA on the website because it's open to the public. Everybody gets to see it. Uh, the idea of churches having NDAs can have a legitimate purpose, but I, I see it being used to cover up abuse. Right. That's, that tends to generally be where it's being focused, where you're trying to protect the leadership mm-hmm. and not disclose that to the body, yeah. um, which is, in my opinion, just sad and wrong. Right. Yeah. Um, right. It might be legal, but that doesn't always right. mean that it's correct. There's a difference between moral, um, ethical, Right and legal. There's, Correct, there's yeah. a difference between those things. Now, it, we, we we see it happening in the world. You mentioned churches, and you know, Harvest is an example of that. Um, so I think with that let, abuse, let, though, I, I want to hit on what you saw, talked about there because a number of the the articles and the research that we've looked at has talked about this this uh, the church or the organization is like almost like this demander, right? Uh, and they've got this position of power, and they sure. use that leverage of financial gain or financial loss to force people to sign these, right? right? And so when we're talking about the church, you know, we see kind of that abuse with the silence in the midst of maybe some church abuse, mm-hmm. uh, some leadership abuse, or just mismanagement of uh, finances or of the church in general. Why don't we talk a little bit about, since we're there, why don't we talk a little bit about this Harvest Confidentiality mm. Non-Disclosure Agreement um, that somebody put online? Um, and this was, you know, under the leadership of James McDonald. He's no longer there. Um, Jimmy, you, you made some notes. Uh, you know, the, the, the thing that stood out to me was um, the non-disparagement paragraph that they have in there. Um, but why don't you share some of the thoughts that you had as you were looking at it? Yeah, I mean, really, right off the bat, just paragraph one, uh, or even before paragraph one, sorry, the intro. Employee understands that during employment, the employee may learn about, the, about and become privy to programs, process, or plans Uh, which are not public and are confidential. Employee understands that the programs, processes, or plans must remain confidential in order to, and this is where uh, the whole non-disparagement and everything, uh, in order to avoid immeasurable damage to HBC, its employees, and members. So I guess my question is this. If you have a way or your, your organization administratively is able to function better, the church is able to function better, and it helps to proclaim the gospel. Why would you not want that? Why would you not want that shared with other churches, right? Why would you not want that shared with other churches so that they could become better organized and yeah. better programs, administra- processes, and plans? Exactly. How is that a danger to leak? Exactly. Because here's why: 
follow the money. Right? Absolutely. They'll follow the money because avoid immeasurable damage to HPC, which means they're going to do it. They might get it better, do it better. People might go to them instead of us. Right. And our tithe has gone down. Which is why with that's people pretty leaving. That's cynical view, Jimmy. Uh, am I wrong? <laughs> You're not wrong because no. that's why Harvest had uh, any elder uh, potential church planters sign non-compete clauses when they would leave. Yeah. They could non-compete not, you know, within a 50-mile radius 50. of any HBC church. Wow. Church serious? Yeah, no, no, yeah, we're serious. Here, next paragraph. In consideration of employee being a member of the joint leadership team and participating in the exclusive opportunities at events only accessible to joint leadership team members and employees' employment by HBC and the compensation received by employee from HBC, the parties agree to the following. So here's the payoff, right? Here's that kind of player payoff where it's saying uh if you don't want to sign this then you're not going to get paid you're not going to work for us you're not going to be able to provide for your family you got to make sure you keep everything under wraps and so one of the things that they that uh, uh hbc in particular uh qualifies as proprietary information there's lots of things here right but uh, it's including but not limited to data reports investigations right so any sort of investigation that happens within the church whether it be an abuse of power, whether it be an abuse of a minor, uh, whether it's abuse of any sort, is covered under proprietary information. Now, do you think, though, that every investigation that happens should be public? Yes. Really? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. Especially when you're talking about, like, okay, how about this? Give me an example of what you're thinking should not be public. Okay, so um, a member comes to the elder team and says, I think Jimmy and Joe are um, using church money to fund their amazing podcast. Okay. So um, that's, of course, that's never happened. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but uh, if somebody were to make that kind of an accusation, uh, the elders would look at that. Would look at that, yeah. And get back to them. Should, should does that necessarily be a public discussion at that point? Keyword is necessarily. Necessarily? I don't think, see, that's a hard one. Because, well, not, I don't think, no. Walk I, it back, Jimmy. Go no, ahead. no, I'm not going to okay. walk it back. Walk I actually it think back. it should be. I think <laughs> that if if there's an accusation against the leadership team that the elders have found to be false, I, I would rather them say that, that there was an accusation that's been investigated. Well, they, they say they investigate it. They, they go back to that one individual and say, we've investigated, you're wrong. And they go, oh, okay, my bad, I'm sorry. So you're saying you don't think that, is necessary to be brought before the body not necessarily hmm. could be it would depend on what's going on and the nature of it i'm open to it i don't i don't i'm not i don't yeah, think it should maybe be that's it i'm not i'm definitely not against it i'd rather it be out there so that people would not think why would they not share that here's the problem with that though is if you don't bring it to the general public or the the membership body uh and something happens down the line and this investigation was known to the elder board and it comes out later people are going to be like why didn't you bring that forward so i think i i kind of agree with jimmy on that point where it's no harm, no foul. Why not let it known? But I do agree that there probably are some situations out there where you don't want the general so public if, to know. Yeah. So for me, I think to myself, uh, if there's one person thinking it, there might be two. Mm, sure. And I would rather That's it fair. be out there That's fair, yep. and yep. that it's been investigated and squash it before it can get any worse. Yeah. So I think I think we ought to have the, the freedom to do that. But maybe, maybe there, I still think there's probably going to be a situation where somebody brings something up and they have an accusatory tone. And, mm -hmm. uh, and once it's it's addressed they're like i'm so sorry i was wrong and to bring it up beyond that could the bringing up the investigation itself could put them in a bad light yeah even though they're repentant 
And then so, perhaps you could just address the issue publicly without and I think bringing so. up the investigation. And I think that's fair. I think there's wisdom in it. What what I don't like is mm -hmm. what we've seen with yeah. these churches totally. where everything is being suppressed yeah. uh, because the building or the church or the, uh, the tithe uh, and our reputation is much more important than uh, the clarity, giving clarity to mm -hmm. the church to know that that it's being managed well. We're just big on transparency. Like we don't That's want it. to hide things. I, yeah. And part of it's because we've seen, part of it's because of how we're wired. We just, we would rather things be out there mm -hmm. um, because we don't like getting caught <laughs> with our pants down. It's embarrassing. Yeah. You're right. It, it, and it could mess things up. I'd rather just everybody know what's going on. But, uh, but also because we have seen churches blow it so bad and people get hurt. So we're sensitive to it. In that as well. Here, can I, ask Greg, I want, yeah, I want to ask Greg this question. If you look under confidentiality, uh, so employee agrees at all times during the terms of their employment with HBC and after termination of employment to maintain proprietary information in strict confidence and not to disclose any proprietary information. Employee will not disclose this agreement to any newspaper or other media representative, other employer, other company. Uh, and then there's the exceptions, the, sure. the typical exceptions. Now, in my experience, and so this is where I'm looking towards Greg on this, my experience has been it's not perpetual. A non-disclosure agreement is not perpetual. Uh, a non-disclosure agreement is typically after uh, a certain amount of time. So right. like when and this is, again, in my field, it's after three years, after three years of we've ceased doing business together, right? Sure. Uh, after that, hey, everything's fair there at that point, right? Um, or if it's already been out in public sphere, it's it's no longer confidential because it's, Correct. it's known. Yeah. So. Is this something where the church has taken the NDA further than most businesses would? Yeah, that's a great point. I think so. Uh, the fact of the matter is, if you've got something that is in perpetuity, now I haven't looked at that agreement, but I I'm assuming based on the contract, or maybe not, uh, that it's for the life of the employment, right? But, uh, or that employees. No, no, no. And after termination of employment, to well, maintain proprietary information and strict confidence and not to disclose. The whole question with that is, what are they hiding? I mean, to be honest. So what are they afraid of? Uh, they've got a confidential agreement that they're trying to, that they don't even want the public to be aware of. I, I mean, can't think I of. I mean, the public, the main question is, what are they hiding? What right? process, what program I know. Do, at Redeemer or any healthy church would we be saying, like, don't tell anybody? Don't tell anybody. Don't let them know what we're oh, doing. Oh, we're going to get that money. <laughs> well, to me, it's just my cynical nature. It's a pretext, right? They want to be able to say because they don't want to put in there any uh, traumatic experience that a member. Right. It, they want to be able to say, hey, this bad thing, our elder was accused of X, and you signed that nondisclosure, mm -hmm. even though it's not covered in the progress plan or, or whatever the heck they've got in there. They want to be able to threaten somebody because a lot of people – that work for churches are lay people. They're, they're yeah. not skilled in loss, legalese and everything like that. So they're going to be afraid of what they signed. They know they signed an NDA. Everybody knows they signed an agreement mm. where they can't talk, but they, they're not always sure what it covers. See, and that's just it. Some, at least some of the research has been individuals saying, well, I didn't realize I signed an NDA. Right. I, just, I just signed the employee handbook. But they also just didn't read the whole employee handbook. You know how it is, right? Oh yeah. Like in our I, field, I, people don't. Reads read, no one reads yeah. stuff. I read it. You read it. Yeah. We know. The yeah, I read it. Read it. Joe, <laughs> I, I read. I read that stuff. <laughs> but enough. yeah, but you know what I mean, right? Like it, it. People don't. You know. Yeah. No, I had a client one time uh, with another big church in the area. Uh, she was raising some issues at the church at the time, and they. They were the elder board was getting ready to investigate, and they wanted her to sign a non-disclosure. And thankfully, she didn't sign anything like that. But uh, 
it's just to me it's just used for intimidation and people don't really realize what they're signing yeah and she was wise enough not to do that so everything else though on here uh really has to do with like non-disparaging uh, employee further agrees that the employee shall not directly or indirectly interfere with attempt to interfere with take ac any actions or any communications calculated or likely to have the effect of undermining or disparaging upon hbc reputation its pastors directors staff or members a lot can't of that's anything negative. Oh, oh, and you, you can say and, you can say stuff negative about regular attenders in there, apparently. Apparently, but <laughs> so. yeah. or and neither can your wife. Your <laughs> wow, spouse can't either. Yeah. If your spouse does it, you are now responsible for it. That's what that document says. Yes. Well, that's not a contractual agreement. Yeah. Then, so that's in completely <laughs> invalid. That, that doesn't even make any sense. I love having. But that's what it says on here. That I, is exactly you what it's unless the spouse signs it. It's yeah. not binding on them. What do they get in return, though? Right. So every contract uh, so under confidentiality to... as to the employee's spouse, employee agrees that the employee will be responsible for any breach of the, by their spouse of this confidentiality and non-disclosure agreement. So are only men signing this agreement to keep their family in line? Well, it just says spouse. Uh, you know, an employee yeah, spouse. Don't, don't wow. be like that. Wow. Dude. Jeez, I didn't man. know what kind of wow. church harvest wow. was. Bob Jones showed. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You went to Liberty. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> that makes total sense now. <laughs> You know, it's funny is we haven't talked about schools, but it, you know, since you, you know, since you brought up that, you know, you went to Liberty and love it, um, even though it's really uncommon in higher education, Liberty uh, requires terminated professors to sign non-disclosure agreements. I'm not surprised. Yeah. They, yeah. Uh, if they want their severance package. Oh, I'm surprised they even get a severance package. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> well, you know, it's uh, the whole thing is, is uh, to us, it's, there is such an abuse, the ugliness of the abuse, the misuse of NDAs, because obviously having an employee sign an NDA about sharing personal information or finances of, of members and all that, that all makes sense. Yeah. But there are people in our, in our context who have advocated for NDAs, right? And, um, and I was just at a meeting where we were talking about NDAs and tying it to severance. And here's what we've heard. We've heard um, the two things that stood out to me. One is... They're not NDAs. They are not NDAs. They are severance agreements. What well, is the NDAs? difference? <laughs> <laughs> you seemed really convinced in that moment. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this guy's pleasure. This is not, I mean, it's, it's not, we don't call it an NDA. Well, I don't care what you call it, man. Yeah. It's the same thing. Um, and they tie it to severance. And here's the reason. They, the, the, the two reasons that they give for fired employees signing an NDA. Number one, they say it's common practice. It's normal. It's common practice, which doesn't make something good, in my opinion. So, whatever. Exactly, yep. Secondly, um, they say that they tie severance to the NDA to protect the church. And, and here's the line. Without the NDA and the non-disparagement clause, former employees would essentially be paid to slander the church. We don't want to pay somebody severance and then have them slander the church. So... Um, that's that's the that was the 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 most direct explanation for why they're doing this. That the, yeah, I'm a little confused by that because I only have Redeemer to for an example here. But uh, if you're gonna fire a pastor and part ways, aren't isn't the church body gonna be aware of that? So if you're gonna sign an NDA, you're how are you gonna just say like? Bye. You know, bye, Pastor Bob. <laughs> You're on your way. He just that's left. That's what they do. Yeah, that, that, that's ludicrous to me. That's and also to go to your point about the NBA, NDA and the severance, you can't, not to get too much into the legalese, but an NDA is just a form of agreement. The severance package is the consideration. You have to have consideration in all contra contracts. So with that being said, um, if, if uh, you got to give the person that's going away something. So the severance agreement, NDA is just a part of a contract.
That doesn't make any sense. Now, me. what some do though mm-hmm. is they they tie it together and say, okay, here's your severance, one month. Right. Yeah. Here's your one month like severance. With the employee now you sign this. Now it becomes seven months. What would you call that, Greg? Smart negotiating. <laughs> oh, that's the that's lawyer, the lawyer in him. <laughs> I believe we both would know what this is. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a bribe. Yeah. Of course it is. What, what it's bothers, a legal bribe. What bothers me? Yeah. Is, it's a legal bribe. <laughs> okay. So, if somebody deserves severance, then they should get severance. Um, if if they're the kind of person that's just going to slander you, how do they deserve severance? Give them the bare minimum and let them go. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm confused about this idea. Like, well, I'm just paying somebody to slander the church. Well, then why are you giving them severance at all? Yeah. I mean, well, other than aren't what you paying would, them not uh, to slander the church. Isn't that what you're trying to do? Well, that's what they would say. Yes. I mean, they're, and, but because, you know, they're going to say they're unbalanced and, um, well, whenever you part ways with, with any kind of employee, it's, it's general and severance is involved. It's generally not on amicable terms. Mm. So, mm. I understand that the churches or organizations want to mitigate their their damage, but at the same time, if you're trying to be transparent to the body, everyone's going to know already that pastor so and so something's going on. Yeah, Everybody some, knows. Some, don't, some ain't right. Yeah. Right. I, I, so to me, it, yeah, I understand you want to be, and I, if you came to me and asked me, I'd advise a certain way. Um, but at the end of the day, everybody's going to find out. If you're trying to keep yeah. somebody from slandering, I understand that too. Yeah. So what do we have to do to get rid of? a certain staff member and get so, them to be quiet. Somebody with a thick head of hair. Thick head of hair. You just give them so much work <laughs> that they, they quit on their own. Oh. That's how you get oh. rid of people. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't say that. You can edit that part out. But nope. We don't edit. It's in there. Unfortunately. Oh, it. no, that's, that's my little uh, secret. That's how you get rid of people. So you've said it, uh, Greg. We've said it. Our concern with the NDAs and, and the NDCs is that they can be used to pressure victims into silence. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We're yeah. against this. This is, we're supposed to be standing up for victims, defending people. I mean, the whole ninth commandment is not bearing false witness, but defending people when they need it. So that's one of our main concerns here. And this whole idea, like, well, our church is going to end it. Like this, <laughs> okay, welcome to the past 2,000 years of church life. Yeah. Churches get slandered. That's sure. why people say bad things. People have been saying bad things about it. The, they used to say that that the Christian church in the first century was a, was a bunch of immoral... Um, baby athe- eaters. Atheistic baby eaters who uh, had all kinds of uh, incest. Yeah. Uh, because we had love feasts, we called them, which was a fellowship meal in the Lord's Supper. Uh, eat my flesh, drink my blood. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, it was. I mean, they, they said all kinds of things, but you can just, you can just start to... Uh, to look at uh, at slandering in the church, right? Like Second um, Timothy uh, chapter three verses one through five says this. But but understand this: that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, mm. reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of, this sounds like some famous pastors actually at this point, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power, avoid such people. Mm. These people, right, they are are going to be treacherous. They they will say ungodly things about us. That's that's to be expected. It doesn't yeah. mean it's okay. It doesn't no. mean we just turn a blind eye. But we shouldn't be surprised that the church is going to frequently 
suffer slander. That's right. And because we know that it's going to happen, because we know that we don't need to be caught off guard, we should be prepared and know that we are to respond in godliness, right? Right. Uh, 1 Corinthians 4, 11 to 13, to the present hour, we hunger and thirst. We are poorly dressed and buffeted and homeless, and we labor working with our own hands. And then here we go. When reviled, we bless. Say what? Yeah. When persecuted, mm-hmm. we endure. Hit back. Oh, <laughs> we don't endure. Hit back. Okay. When slandered, we entreat. We slam. Oh, shoot. <laughs> we have become and are still like the scum of the world, the refuse of all things. So we shouldn't wow. be surprised about this. We mm-hmm. should not overreact and we should respond in godliness. We should respond in grace, in charity. Uh, we should respond in a way that honors our Lord and Savior. Don't be surprised that people and groups will call you the scum of the world. Mm. Doesn't mean it's okay. You're no. suffering for righteousness. Hopefully, you're yeah. suffering for righteousness sake. So then, Joe, like when we're talking about like not being, we shouldn't be afraid, or we, we shouldn't be caught off guard that this happens, and that when it does happen, we should respond in godliness. Does that then mean to just to just take it, to to not defend ourselves, mm. to just you know what, let's just be silent about it, and maybe it's just going to go away? No. I, on the one hand, I would say that. Christians and, and leaders in particular, pastors, will oftentimes have to suffer abuse and slap. I mean, I've been in that situation where people said horrible, untrue things about me and my wife when we were at a, a, a little church in Kentucky, um, down it, it, not in Louisville. It was it was way outside of Louisville. Mm-hmm. I was pastoring a church there, and some yeah, of the members first Baptist. Were, well, you know, there's pretty much a first Baptist church everywhere. I know that's uh, why I had to pick like the most. Yeah, but you're not wrong. <laughs> oh, I'll darn. tell you that. Well, my bad, um, bro. My bad. <laughs> So this, uh, but like, and so we just had to learn, like, you're, we have to suffer well, find our identity in, in Christ, do the right thing. However, when we are publicly accused and slandered, I do think we have, and Jimmy, now you've, we've talked about yeah, this, yeah, yeah. that we should defend our innocence, if we're innocent, publicly, go ahead and do it. Paul does this, you just read Acts, read the book of Acts, Acts 22, Acts 24, Acts 26, Paul is publicly defending himself against all kinds of slanderous accusations, and he does it in the epistles too. Yeah, Second uh, Corinthians ten, uh, one eighteen. Right, it, it, there was a small group, but loud group in Corinth that was coming yep. at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Second Corinthians eleven one to fifteen. Again, this accusation he was receiving these accusations mm-hmm. uh, from false apostles. Right? right, right. And so he didn't he, he he didn't say he didn't just take it on the chin. He goes, no, these no. people are lying. You guys know me. You've seen what mm-hmm. I do. I've been transparent before you, so I just need you, to address the you problem. You ministered alongside me. Right, yeah. You so know me. Got nothing to hide. Yep. And so and Paul was one of those guys that would say, you want to know what I make? I'll tell you what I make. You know, he's, yeah. like, he's like, I personally, I don't take anything from the church. I support myself. Well, that's not totally. He took some things from the church for ministry causes. But in general, his salary he earned on his own by yep. making tents. So, um, yeah, defend yourself if you're innocent. Defend yourself publicly. Don't be afraid to do that. But let's just say... Some of our people are, are in a church, mm. they're in a situation, and they the church leadership wants you to sign an NDA. What do we say? Well, I guess... Consult an attorney. Consult an attorney, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, actually... I'm talking I, to I, Greg. I, <laughs> I have seen that in, in some of the articles, right, by uh, by other believers who are like, consult your attorney, right? Like, make sure you're taking it to them, take a quick look. But I think ask the question, why? Why am I signing this? What's the purpose behind it? Uh, and really... Ultimately, you want to be asking the question, would my silence, does my silence protect the people or would it hurt the people, right? Does it protect the right people? Like in the sense, like, is it protecting the congregation or is it protecting the leadership of the church uh, to allow them to kind of, if potentially, I'll say potentially, uh, run roughshod over, you know, the church. Now, here's the problem. If if, If it's wrong to sign it, 
like in Pastor Brian is is yeah. is talked about this a lot with us. Pastor Brian, he does our branding and a lot of our problem solving. He's a great pastor. Um, Fantastic. Great counsel. Now, we really can't talk a lot about it. We signed an NDA. Yeah, we can't say too much about (laughs) Brian. But I I will tell you what he makes every day. I'll go ahead. Because we we talk about it all the time. Our our disagreements with him, we can't talk about that. We can't talk about that, but we can tell what he makes. Oh, zero. He makes zero. He makes zero. Um, (laughs) He puts in tons of hours and he makes nothing. Now, um, you know, Brian is sensitive to this issue. Brian would say, listen, if it's wrong for you to sign the... NDA and NDC. If it's wrong, if you really think it's wrong to sign it, if it goes against your conscience and they're dangling money in front of you, then it's wrong to sign it. Don't sign it. Just get out of there and and take the hit. Mm. Um, and now, I think there's a sense in which, yes, we have to resist the temptation to be bought by money, of course. But so now here's here's where I've been slapped on the wrist, yes. right? Having this kind of thought mm-hmm. is I'm I'm in a position where I'm I'm in a fortunate position where I can go ahead and refuse to sign the NDA, not take the money, and still do well. Because Jimmy has invested in gold. Um, <laughs> so, Jimmy, <laughs> now's the time, guys. <laughs> now's the time. You guys listen to Ben Shapiro? Those ads about <laughs> investing in gold and silver, precious metals. But, so, like, I'm, I am, I am in that position, right? And so it's hard for me to to really. It's hard for me to really come down on people that are looking to. Uh, if I don't sign this, I don't have health care for my family. Right. If I don't sign this. We don't have income for the next three, four, five months while I look for another job because ministry jobs are not the easiest to find. And then, right. you know, like, f- hold on, finding the right ministry job yeah. is not easy to find. Sure. Right? Um, and so it's it's difficult for people. Right? It, it, so, I, yeah, I, so think I guess we, I want to say we're not coming down hard on you and saying, how dare you? You might we, have other reasons for it. You got to be under. You have, we have to be understanding. Right. People are being put in a bad situation. Some people are being put in a bad situation by bad leaders. Mm-hmm. And the pressure is incredible. And if it's OK, well, I, I'm not going to say anything, even though what this church is doing is immoral. I'm not going to say anything because I have to provide for my family. OK, listen, that might be the wrong choice to make morally. Yeah. Spiritually. But I understand it feels impossible, and I'm not about to come down hard on people for that when the, the primary offender is not them. It's yeah, the church. Though. I'm, more, right. I'm more concerned about the – listen, I'm always harder on leadership than I am on a, a, a member of the church or an attender of the church. Uh, I'm, 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 I appreciate I ex- that. Thank you. I do expect much <laughs> we, more we, from we, leaders. We don't pray for you, yeah. but yes. Oh, that's right. That's one of the benefits of being a member at Redeemer. We will actually we pray actually for you. We actually pray for you. And I got Jimmy praying for me, though. So. No, he no, says no, he does. I, Jim's I, like, I'll pray for I'm you. Only, I pray for no. Andrew. Are you pray? Yeah. Oh. He's a member. Michelle says she prays for us. She so. doesn't. Jeez. That's that Canadian lies again. <laughs> She's so nice, she can't say she yeah, won't she pray. she can't say she won't. Dang it. Got played again. She just prays that you'll join. That's all she prays. <laughs> <laughs> all their problems will go away, Lord. <laughs> so look, we, we don't... Th- th- it's complicated. Yeah, I, the NDAs yeah. are complicated. It's, it's law. And law is... Con- I wouldn't pretend to understand law. I've read, what, five articles on it. I've listened yeah. to a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know much. But I do know that there are situations in which churches or organizations or leaders yeah. are abusing NDAs by by suppressing or oppressing uh, victims of, of that yep. have been wronged. Absolutely, and we're very much against that. So I get it. Um, you know, some churches say it's it's normal. We've always had uh, non disclosures agreements for every pastor who is let go. Uh, if it involves non disparagement clauses and all that, I just have to ask. Why? What are you really afraid of? I, listen, yeah. I'll tell you right now. If um, 
if 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 I got fired from Redeemer, yeah, for, when yeah, <laughs> when I get fired from Redeemer for, <laughs> wow. for smoking Job the rock, Jimmy. Uh, for whatever I'm doing, right? Smoking the rock, rock, rock. You know, so you get the rock, cocaine, rock, crack, cocaine. Oh, okay, gotcha. Get that All right. rock going. I don't know. Jimmy's version is he's not familiar with that. So if like it, you went to like an extreme example. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. For um I what no, would I get away? No, no, you know what? I actually I actually I don't want to go to something more realistic. <laughs> go, go, what would be real? So like mm, well, okay, for drunkenness. How about that? I, That's I, not I, realistic, but okay. okay. You but do just enjoy saying, alcohol. I, I will have a drink <laughs> yes. or two of um of bourbon. And uh, so let's just say I was fired because I was intemperate. I was drinking yep. too much. I was getting yep. drunk. Um, and let's just say I started railing against the church. What could I possibly say that anyone would listen? I, listen, I'm Joe freaking Thorne. Mm. You, know? you, know, you know what they say? I've written many books, Jimmy. Booklets, yes. Books. <laughs> I've, written, I've written five small booklets that nobody knows about. Um, so, but like, I know about it would, it, Aww, like, it would look how sweet he is. He's very nice. He's, see, and he's easy on the eyes. Yeah, he's all right on the they eyes. They call me handsome. I have to be sweet to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, it's like... I got uh, photos of in Vegas with him. I'll show you those. If if somebody was slandering the church, Thanks, then we would just say, "Hey, that, this person who's slandering the church was fired because they were they were misbehaving." So what do you want us to do? Like, yeah, they're mad, and yeah. you, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. you move on. I just I don't get this. I don't get it either. Paranoia of protection for the church when yeah you're go, you're going to get slandered. It's it, it's it's going to happen. I think now in today's society too, even even more so, right? Like people are going to be second guessing any NDA, yeah, yeah. anytime. So I think uh, being more transparent is absolutely the right thing to do from a moral perspective, not always from the legal. Mm-hmm. And every situation is different. I think that's yeah. what you're touching on, is that every situation calls for a different response, and you just got to evaluate it. Now, Greg, we know you, you took time out of the quarantine mm. to come and talk to us. I did, yeah. We really do appreciate that. Yeah, well, thank you for having me, guys. Now, yeah, how I much loved do, it. do we get a bill? How much do we have to pay the full rate? No, 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 no. We shelter in place together. I feed him. He's fine. You guys signed the NDA, don't you remember? I want my fees. I don't want to know. Just put it on the D&D card. There you go. We'll do that. Well, thanks again, Greg, for coming on. We'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at DocAndDiva or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DrDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email or hit up the store, joefostore.com, and grab some gear. Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday, blog post on Wednesdays. Later.